The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, and today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about sending New Year's emails that won't bore your clients and subscribers to death. Now, if you get to the end of this episode and you're thinking, that sounds good, but my business is different. How does this apply to me and what I'm doing? Totally get it. That's why we've created a free Facebook community. It's called The Email Marketing Show Community, and it's full of thousands of business owners just like you and us all sitting chatting about their email marketing every single day. I think they're sitting. They might be standing. I don't know. They might be dancing. Who knows? But it's a really fun place to hang out and talk about this stuff and ask questions about what you hear in these episodes and email marketing in general. So all you have to do is go over to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community. Request to join. It's totally free. And you can sit, stand, or dance your way in. Yes, it's true. It's true. I, I got distracted by the dancing idea there. I've got like, this vision of people uh, around the world, isn't the show, uh, dancing the way into there. Anyway, uh, he can only remember up to three directions at a time. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he likes a thick base on his cheesecake. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Kennedy I see where you went with that. You're all about the base. I'm all about the base. No treble. <laughs> No treble, just me and Megan Trainer, Megan Trainer, chairman of Cheesecake. Check you out with a bit of pop culture. There you go. I'm not gonna lie, looked it up. I think, obviously, you know, I'm quite new to the world of cheesecake because I didn't like it. I think thick base, less cheesecake. That would yeah. work. More cake, less cheese. You want a packet of biscuits? Packet of digestives. That's, that's the answer. Uh, so my friends at school did a level in psychology because they um, and what they um, and one of the things they always came about doing with one of their bits of research that had to do with A-level psychology was how many bits of information can you remember? And they wanted to prove or disprove, in this case, prove the fact that on average human beings can and the way they expressed it was really, really so like typically psychologist, which was um People can remember, seven, um, the number of items people can remember is seven plus or minus three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a broad fucking range. Thank so you for being so People specific. can remember some things. A <laughs> hundred plus or minus a couple of hundred. Because <laughs> some people can't remember anything at all. I think we should take them into account. Yeah, for some reason, if I ask somebody for directions and they're like, Where, where's the, the church or whatever? Because um, I always ask for the church. Um, they'd be if they if they <laughs> went. Take me to church, good man. They say down there. That's one. Turn right. That's two. Second left. Three. At that point, I have to stop and go. Thank you very much. I'll get that far and ask somebody else. Are you the same with all kinds of instructions? Because some people call you know every instruction. Like, where's the directions for this? Me down. Uh, no, 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 no. Like, it's ge- it's generally bit, going. How places. many instructions can you remember? It was. If you're putting a bit of furniture together from IKEA. Yeah. Oh, I don't read the instructions. <laughs> right. That tells me that tells me everything that you know about that bit of furniture I stand behind you. Till it's gone wrong, and then I go back and, and try and work my way back. Blame the instructions. instructions. Bear in mind, I've skipped half the instructions, so it's hard to even work your way back. This is dead unprofessional, but when you just check you're using the mic- right microphone because you sound a bit weird. I don't think I am. So, And I can't switch. So I think we're having far too much fun. <laughs> um, <laughs>
And now I'm going to use my actual professional microphone to say hello. Every week on this show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing, strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Sing it. Make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player. (laughs) That sounds better. I thought an AI had snuck in and replaced Kennedy because it just didn't sound like it normally does, but you fixed it with the right microphone. Thank you. This is a really good time. (laughs) Every time that you play that angelic choir sound, uh, I keep thinking, what what could that be? Could it be somebody who's picked up a plate that's too hot? Uh, Could it be... I think it sounds like the sound that makes me open the fridge ah, in the night. So in the middle of the night, you've snuck down for a, a sneaky... For some biscuits cookie, and don't keep cookies in the fridge, but yeah, a sneaky piece of... Um, what was that ham called, which is the shape of a face of a bear? Billy Bear. <laughs> a little sneaky slice of Billy Bear ham. And, and some you, Philadelphia and the, cheese. And you open the fridge and it goes, and it goes just like that. <laughs> Does, does, it's a fact. Okay, anyway, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player, otherwise, obviously, you'll miss out on an episode of this. And, oh, you wouldn't want that after all after all this content you've been getting so far this week. <laughs> we've had knackered microphones, we've had chats about Billy Bear. <laughs> I mean, mate, we are about six minutes into this podcast, and it's taken us 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, look at the time! Anyway, we're talking about New Year's emails, obviously. Happy New Year and all of that stuff still. And so let's let's kind of crack on with a little bit of chat about that. The first thing I think that we were talking about is somebody asked us, you know, what do you do after you've taken, you know, to welcome people back after the break of Christmas and the festive season and the holidays and, and you get back into the New Year's emails. And uh, Rob, you were pretty hot on that tail going, whoa, what was this word you used, that B word, break? <laughs> well- a, a break is a thing your subscribers can choose to take if they want to, but we carry on. In other words, like if your subscribers are reading your emails, you know, in, in the 1st of December and the 2nd of December and the 10th of December and the 15th of December, and then at some point between then and, and the holidays, they sort of wind down and they stop opening their emails, which I think is less and less of a thing, by the way, especially if you're dealing with, or particularly, or probably only if you're dealing with particularly either B2C or what we think of as B2B businesses, you know, some tiny little businesses like ours. Those people, I check my emails. I check my emails on Christmas Day. Uh, do you, out of interest, do you check your emails on Christmas Day on your phone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. I so, do. I mean, like, and if I saw something I wanted, I would still buy it. I'm if looking I, to like, see if I've had a, I've had an email from Santa. <laughs> I don't think we're out of the, I don't think we're unusual that we check I mean, our emails on Christmas <laughs> Day or New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Like, I'm sat with my phone up until, you know, up to, up until and through the start of the new year. And I'm still, every now and then, just get it out. Because we're all addicted, aren't we, mostly? Get my phone out, have a little check of the old emails. It's one of the few apps I open. That one, Instagram, that's really it. So I think some subscribers will probably, and, and fewer than you think, will go, right, that's that then. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to wind down. I'm not going to check my emails between now and the new year. Seems unlikely, but some will do it. Um, so we, the way we see it is, if, even if they choose to take a break, we are going to carry on regardless, right? We we are. I mean, the ones who do take a break, if you're doing more like business to corporation, they'll have those out-of-office um, replies on. Yeah. And to be honest, when I, go on, when I go on holiday, 
like when we take a break and we go somewhere, I'm going to be traveling. I put an out of office on saying, I'll be back on the, you know, whatever date. But I'm still checking everybody's emails every day while I'm on right. as well. That's, rem- that's to remove the pressure for you to have to type a long-winded reply with your thumbs from a sun lounger. Right. Totally. Ra- rather than totally. saying, I'm not reading your emails, I don't care anymore, bye. <laughs> so Exactly, exactly. Think- and it also gives us a bit of slippage for like, if I, if I know there's like a detailed response need where I need to contact the team and needs, you know, something needs to happen, I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. So in that auto reply, it says, hey, set you know, go contact this person. But also, if if another week goes by and you haven't heard back from me, it might have just got buried in my in my time off emails. So make sure you do circle back with me because that's definitely a possibility. So, uh, yeah, basically, we don't take a break. We carry on. And there's two reasons for that. One is there's a bunch of people who are going through automations, right? Somebody will be joining your email list or going into an automation. We're not going to pause all the automations. That's a headache. That's a lot of work that you just don't need to do. That's the, I mean, it's because of those automations we're able to make sales every Christmas day. We're making sales every New Year's day. We're making sales. like It's, it's always happening. Even on Rob's birthday, my birthday, whatever, uh, we're making sales because people are in those automations. And secondly, because our thing is we're going to email you every day. You know, if, you're, if your frequency is every Tuesday and New Year's Day falls on a Tuesday sometime, then guess what you're going to do on that Tuesday? You're going to send an email because that's what you're going to do. It makes me think years ago, I saw one of those funny viral photographs and it was a shop and the shop sign in the window said, open 365 days a year, closed Christmas Day, New Year's Day and Easter. (laughs) And basically, you don't want your emails to be that, right? So again, if you email, we email every day. So our emails are every day. It's not every day, asterisk, and then small asterisks at the bottom, except Christmas Day, because I know you'll be busy and we'll be busy. That's just confusing messaging. Like It goes back to that confusing messaging. I saw somebody post on... um, Something on Instagram yesterday saying, hey, we uh, will host this event every second Tuesday. And I'm like, dude, I'm never going to know where the hell that is. I don't know <laughs> when a second Tuesday is. Yeah, Every exactly. second Tuesday. Hang on. They're, they're almost the opposite to every. And second Tuesday is not an every for me. Like, I'm quite pedantic about that kind of shit. It's either every Tuesday or is or it never. every second Tuesday of every other month? Oh, fuck me. Okay. And I think for us, the way that we see it is those, remember, our emails are not just a sales tool. They're a a way that we turn up in somebody's inbox, we show up in their lives, and we build deep relationships with people who want to hear from us and those who don't unsubscribe um, or disengage, and then we get rid of them, okay? And so what that means is that through, because we're building human-to-human connections, if you like, between us and the person reading the email, that means that we want to use those emails over the course of Christmas and New Year to, to be able to turn up and say, you know, and to say happy holidays, to say happy new year, to talk about the challenges that that brings. Oh, isn't it tough when you're trying to run a business at the same time as, um, keep, you know, having your, uh, having your family needing your attention every three seconds. And isn't it or tough? Or if you're, like, you're saying you're in the fitness niche and the niche we often use is like, Hey, it's really tough to stay healthy, um, at this time of year because there's cake and chocolate and all these other distractions. Like, I think people often think like, Oh, this whole thing, how do I apply it to me? It's super simple. Like if you help people to look good, like if you're like a, a fashion, like a consultant for people, how people dress, um, you know, like a, a wardrobe consultant kind of person. And again, keeping, you know, knowing what clothes to keep and what clothes, um, to, to throw out when you get new clothes over the holiday season. Or if you help people with decluttering, we know that that time of year, like, you know how what you do applies over this this sort of season. 
So basically, you can use this time of year as another thing to like push people towards reflecting on on what it is that you do and, and help them through the new struggles that this time of year brings. At the same time, in the same way that when Valentine's Day comes around, there's going to be a different set of struggles that people are going to face, a different set of things that people are going to face, regardless of what market you're in. So there's there's always something at different times of year that people need to reflect on new year's is is one of those things whether it's the emails just before new year's or the emails you've just sent just after uh, new year's whatever it is um there's always uh stuff for people to reflect on coming up to the new year people are excited and ready for it just after the new year people often feel deflated because they get back to it and go oh but it all looks the same as it did before i left for christmas and i had this pretty picture of it all in my head over christmas that it was all going to be easier when i got back and now i'm here and it's not like so there's different sets of challenges and that people need the nudge of inspiration to help them through it right i think the other thing is that they go oh well you know everyone else is talking about new year's resolutions and we all know the stick rate on new year's resolution like any habit is very low and I think the stick rate at New Year's resolutions is probably lower than anything else is because the reason for starting the new habit is so manufactured, not based on anyone's personal motivation, personal need, but it's based on the fact that this is the time of year when you're supposed to, you know, pull up your socks and, and get your act together with that thing you've been putting off, your health, the tidy in the garage, you know, whatever it's going to be. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that people fall down. I think one of the things to do is to maybe speak to that as well um, and, and use it. One of the things that's really nice to do is take um, take something that's already happening, so this in this case, New Year, and what you can be talking about this month is stuff that links something that's already happening, the New Year, to something you want to have happen, right? That's, that's a really... It's it's basically an anchor that's already a, a pre-existing anchor, right? So if it, you could do it with any holiday, even if it's a holiday they have not heard of, like we're using New Year's the example, right? Um, and we're going to give some specific examples of things that you can get into with the New Year thing in, in a second. But with any holiday, uh, you can look up those you know those holidays every day as a different holiday, a different celebration, different special day of the year. Every flipping day, from cheese toasty day to um, you know, hop on one leg day. You know, there's there's all of these ridiculous days. And if you can anchor into one of those, and it's even better if it's a one that everybody's already aware of. It's, and a lot of people say, well, I don't think we should, I think we should not, I think we should not uh, do a thing with New Year because everybody else is doing a thing with New Year. And, and, you know, and sometimes I like to zig when everybody else is zagging. I like to go, what's the opposite? So rather than going, here's how to, um, how to? Here's a great New Year's resolution. It could be how to actually completely screw up your New Year's resolution before the, before the first week is out. Like if it has like an unusual angle to it, you can play opposites. Definitely could, but I think that's a place for actually riding the wave that already exists. So look at like last year, right? Like Black Friday. You wouldn't say, "Well, I'm not going to do a Black Friday offer because everybody else is doing one." That's crazy. You're basically saying, I'm going to walk down a huge street with people who've got their wallets open and money hanging out, hanging out of the wallet saying, I really want to buy your thing. And you're going, no, no, because everybody else has taken your money. That's bonkers. So we want to get that balance right. But let's get into some specific stuff that you could 
do over the rest of this month, basically. Over the rest of this month, every January, um, what, what kind of things could we be doing? And one of my favorite things that we like to do is to take a take people sort of behind the scenes. We like doing that, don't we? Yeah, I think people are always really interested to sort of have that sort of voyeuristic peek into what's going on. So you can kind of share a sneak peek of what's coming up over the next year, and that allows you to do a couple of things. First of all, you can kind of pre-frame people for what to expect and get them excited and tease them a little bit about some of the cool stuff that's going to be happening, like new stuff. You might be launching things that are coming soon. We wouldn't push that too far down the line. I would talk about stuff that's coming relatively soon because that excitement soon dwindles. Um, but also, um, you, you can use this as a really good opportunity to, to reset the the parameters and the beliefs and the expectations around your relationship with that person. So for example, one of the things that we talk about in our getting to know you sequence when somebody first joins our list is we very quickly set up the scene for the fact that this person is going to hear from us every day. They can hang out in our Facebook group. They can hear the, they listen to this podcast. They can join our main program. We talk about that stuff in our getting to know you sequence. And when this new year thing comes around, there's two things to remember. You, you can use this time to sort of reset the fact that this is going to continue on, even though it hasn't paused. Some people will have taken a little pause from reading your emails, like I said. Um, but even though you haven't paused sending it, you can reset the parameters and the expectations of what what is to come and what are you working on and what's what does the new year mean to you as a business and therefore what does that what does that mean to them as a result of that? What's the benefit of that in their life? Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing to realize is, I remember listening to somebody talking about being a radio presenter and they said that uh, one of the bad things that radio presenters do is, you know, I'm, you know, Bob Smith, the radio presenter and, uh, Sally Jones is coming on after me, after my show's finished at 12 PM, I get to 1158 and I go, well, that's it from me, Bob Smith. Now I'm going to close and log off here. And then Sally's going to be here in a minute with the best of the nineties. Uh, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Here's Jim with the weather. And somebody said that's the worst thing you can do because the minute you create a divide between the end of your show and the start of the next show, like people immediately have permission to switch off. So you want to make sure that you don't suddenly give people permission to switch off from your emails because you've entered this new phase. It does need to seem quite seamless. Um, but you can still use this this time to sort of set people up for uh, for what to expect and what to come. And again, it is a good opportunity to rebuild those relationships for people. Remind them, I'm here every day with a little tip or you know whatever your frequency is with something that's going to help move you forward so that by the end of this year you've made the significant progress in your business in your fitness in your fashion in your whatever that you're trying to achieve yeah and i like to have them behind the scenes in terms of like what we've got planned as well like hey by the way um here's what we've got coming up this year we're looking forward to uh, we're going to be speaking at this event or we've got this new program launching or we've got this new service happening or um We've got three new programs going to be launching this year. Even if you don't know what they are yet, you could say, hey, we've got three different programs launching this year. So we're excited to tell you about them over the year. Like people are going, oh, cool. It's going to be like an exciting new year. It's a good opportunity to let your audience know that you're not blasé. You're not, you're not just um, resting on your laurels. You're not just chilling out, pumping out the same thing over and over again. What is the new innovative stuff? And even if you don't know what it is, if you know there's going to be some, Tell them some specifics. Don't be like, oh, by the way, there's lots of new developments happening. Like, I see that on Instagram all the time. Oh, lots of exciting projects today. I'm like, I got zero excitement or value or emotional anything from that post. Nothing. You know, when you say, you know, if you send an email saying, hey, by the way, I'm working on something exciting, you go, right? Whereas if it's like, hey, I've got a big exciting announcement tomorrow, that's going to show you. Well, even if I say nothing more, at least I know the announcement's tomorrow. That's cool because that's soon. And that's what yeah. makes it exciting. The, the, how close it is is exciting. But the soonness. 
The soonness. The soonness. So I think it's really important to be as specific as you can. If you know like, hey, I'm going to be launching three different programs with you this year. That's great. There's some, spe- some specificity around three. And hell, by the time the, the year's out, you might have done 12. It doesn't matter. But if you know you've already planned to do three, tell people there are three. You can always over-deliver. And heck, if you say three and you only end up launching one, that's okay too because what you're telling people is the plan for the year, right? Hey, it's going to be a great year. In my, this year, I plan on, on launching three different unique programs that are going to help you with the thing I help you with. Uh, this year, if you, oh, if you can get more specific, hey, we're relaunching. This year, look excited because we're relaunching our email engine accelerator. We're going to run it three times this year. We're also going to be doing this other thing. We're going to be speaking at that event. It's going to be a great year. People go, wow, that that this person who's emailing me is re-energized. They're reconnecting and they're really putting effort into their 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 communication. What it is they're doing, their business, their offers. They're very present. They're not just like yeah, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, boring. Because we've all seen and observed businesses who are like that. The other thing you can do, of course, is um, you can talk about the stuff that's happened um, over the past few days, and you might you might already be doing that in your emails. But if something fun happened over the festive season, um, maybe because obviously when the festive season always brings out bonkers stories because families get together, people get more intense when they're out and about doing shopping in the shops and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's usually a few good opportunities for some cracking stories. Definitely share those things um, because that really humanizes you, right? So you definitely want to be sharing those things. The thing is, if if you are going to follow our advice, which is to not stop over the holiday season, then the chances are you will probably share those things in real time. So don't hold them off to be like, well, I can't tell that story till January because uh, Roman Kennedy said on the email marketing show that we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk. That's not true. Like you're probably going to be sending, you're going to be sending those emails as and when they happen. Like, oh, you'll never guess what happened this morning when I opened my present. It was a, you know, whatever the story is. So keeping it kind of real time. People love hearing that real time experience of yours. It's another really good reason to be sending at least three emails every single week because people follow you on this real time journey. People who read our emails, Rob, are like, ah, Rob's off on a cruise ship. That's cool. Or Kennedy's just got back from Orlando. That's cool. Or Kennedy's currently in Orlando. That's cool. They're with you. It doesn't always have to be retrospective. So when Rob sends an email from a cruise ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on his way to the flipping Bahamas, that tells a lot of stuff, even if the story's innocuous as as, as often our stories are. Um, and similarly, if I've um, not left the house all day and I'm telling them that's the story, because people are experiencing it in real time. So definitely don't hold off your fun, interesting, novel stories until the new year. Tell them in real time as much as you possibly can. So people are... They're basically running in parallel with you. They're going through the holiday season at the same time you're going through the holiday season and they see that likeness with you. That's what you really want to go for. We're running in parallel. There's also a really big opportunity to do two things, and that is to look forward and to look backwards and share stuff with your um, with your audience and, and uh, help them with it. So, for example, you can share the changes and predictions about your industry or your niche that you can foresee for the coming year. Uh, talk about how that's going to affect them and what they should do. But you also get the opportunity to to reflect on the previous year and how that relates to your customers and stuff. You know, lessons I learned and things that you can do and that kind of thing. We tend not to back reference email specifically, like, you know, 
three weeks ago I sent you an email about because A, somebody might have forgotten, B, they might not have read the email, C, they might have only subscribed yesterday and therefore couldn't possibly have seen it. And you don't want them to feel, make them feel like an outsider. But you can talk about the last year in general, the stuff that's gone on, the things that have changed, the stuff that's happened. Um, and I think whenever you look at, if you 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 know if you watch the trends on sort of YouTube video, YouTube channels and on podcasts, there's often a lot of uh, episodes that come out around, you know, five big lessons I learned about X in 2020, whatever the year was. Um, and again, likewise, you know, three predictions for next year. Um, and this sort of date-based content works really, really well on those social video channels and, and, and podcasts. And the same thing applies when you're sending emails, you know? So again, you want it to feel timely and very present. And so one of the big opportunities is to, again, to look forward, to talk about what's coming, as well as to look back, to talk about what's been, as long as both of those things are then linked to how, how that helps the person. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So uh, lots of different ideas for you there to use in your sort of New Year uh, emails. And I think a big thing for me is to remember that before the New Year, so in that December period, a lot of us experience that the people who have opted out, the people who have said, do you know what it is? I'm at the point now, and I think it happens like mid-November, honestly, when people start saying, do you know what? I'm going to pick that interest. I'm going to pick that activity or I'm going to solve that problem in the new year. I'm kicking it to the new year. So your new year's emails could be, look, you've been thinking about it all last year. Do you want to get to this time next year and still not have it sorted? Let's get this done while you've got the vibe of the new year. Let's get this done now. Let's not kick it down the line. And also you could do those like sort of shorter emails, which are like, hey, we've been thinking about doing this. You know, you've been thinking about fixing your xyz thing you've been thinking about getting a swimming pool in, installed is this something you want to st sort of start getting booked in for the summer uh, getting booked in now so it's ready for this summer like it's it's those short emails those reignition emails of like that sort of hint either directly or indirectly like now's the time now is the new year let's follow up it's a great time to do all of your follow-up look at the people who've been engaging back last year in November, December and go, cool, let's contact those people and go, hey, you know, this is going to be your year. Shall we get this going? That's the thing I would be doing. That's the thing I should, I think you should definitely be taking a look at. So there's a bunch of stuff to, to take away from this. And that is that just because there's a particular time of year, it doesn't mean your emails should shift particularly, but it does mean there's some opportunities that you can leverage, not just at this time of year, but at all times of year. You know, when we're talking about Valentine's Day, Easter, Black Friday stuff, you know, leaning into trends rather than um, running away from them, but then also doing things in a slightly different way as well. Um, and, you know, I realize you'll often wake up and go, what do I send today? What are the emails I'm supposed to send today? That's why we put together our programs to help people get to a point where they never wake up, look at their email marketing platform and go, what the fuck do I? Like, we want you to always wake up, know exactly who to send, what to send, who to send it to, why you should send it, and why it works without really questioning it. Just sort of know you've kind of become fluent in this stuff. So if you want to jump on board with all of this and make sure that, the, that your email marketing this year makes the dramatic changes that you wanted to make last year, um, but fell, fell um off, then uh, we'd suggest you go and check out our program uh, over at emailheroblueprint.com. It's brand new. We're super excited about it. This is really the first place we're hugely talking about it. We're going to give you all of the tools and all the resources you need in order to really start making email marketing work for you. Just head to emailheroblueprint.com. Awesome. And now it's time for this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. Rob, what have you got for us? So this one is the little eyes emoji. 
and it's the words "watching you" in brackets, "watching me." Now, is that an ABBA lyric or is that uh, what's the ABBA lyric? That's something you knowing me, knowing, knowing me. Yeah, there you go. No, it's nothing like that, then, is it? Um, it's got the me and the but you. You've got the, the idea there. from that. Like it has that same sort of vibe. Actually, I think catchy song lyrics are a cracking source of you know, you know, if you were like um, in the dating niche, you could have spice up your wife. <laughs> Yeah, or in the cookery niche, spice, niche, spice up your knife. <laughs> yeah. Anger, spice up your strife. Uh, if you like making trifles, it could be spice up your trife. No, never mind. <laughs> trifle. Too, too far. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's, that, that's roughly where it came from. But it was about, I um, can't remember what it was about. Anyway, it was about watching you, watching me. <laughs> that's this one. subject line of the week subject line of the week <laughs> Rob's on the floor oh, it's getting silly anyway uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the show uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it and got some ideas of what you can be doing uh, this month with your email marketing uh, and every and, and every new year coming forward of course um, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player we do this every single week and we'd love you to uh, to listen in, so make sure you hit subscribe. That makes sure the episode automatically downloads to your device. And if you haven't already, hit um, go over to your podcast player and leave us a review on that player. That would really help us to share this information uh, and um, help more people. It really would. So thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. The